0: We get some, some sirens. Whatever. Who cares? Hey, we're right.
1: In the big city.
0: It is what it is. <laughs> awesome, brother. Well, it's great to finally have you on, man.
1: Yeah, it's great to be together. here. Hey, game. You're,
0: you're gonna keep this super tight up, okay? And how's uh, the level in your headphones? Okay. Oh, sounds good, man. All right, brother. So yeah, Tom. Here we are. Yeah. So th- there's a um, the salt the salt rooms. I was thinking about putting one in here also. Uh huh. But there's um. It's like a big investment, I'm sure. And there's some other places around that are that have them around here right now, like yeah. uh, like the big like Atlantic Health, like the like the big boys, oh, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. type of stuff, like the um, pharmaceutical companies and like healthcare facilities. Are yeah. it's cool. I'm, I'm glad that they're starting to put those in there.
1: Yeah, it's really neat. I mean, the, the, you can go like this one in particular. You you know just pick a spot to lay down in this little hut. Yeah, and uh, you know you look up and there are these canvas bags of Himalayan salt hanging off the ceiling and it's, yeah. it's pretty cool
0: it's so good for like your respiratory system oh yeah um there's these places where you can go and they have like uh well this one's a sauna that you're saying right yep because um as long, and, and these are dry heat saunas uh yes right because the worst thing for the salt is is humidity right. obviously because um, that has them the forms the condensation has the the bricks deteriorate right. but I was also looking at um Building some cool stuff in the future here. Just like um, if I can control the humidity properly, I can just buy the bricks and then like like backlight them. Uh And when you backlight them, it's similar to heats it a little bit. Heats it a little bit, and it Mm -hmm. gives off all the benefits that you get from like the lamp. Nice. That's like you know the artist in me that doesn't care about budgets or, like,
1: right, right.
0: Yeah. P&Ls. Who's going to carry those things in? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's just, like, that I don't even mind, Tom. It's just, right. like, it's just like, um, like, I guess we can just plug that lamp and it'll work just as good. Yeah, right. Let's <laughs> the,
1: put a bunch of those around. Yeah,
0: rather than just having, like, the fixtures built into the wall, you know?
1: Right, right.
0: So, um, man, so this one I wanted to put, I'd love to know your story, Tom. Yeah. If you could take me back how you got involved. Uh, Tom, for everyone listening, Tom is runs Morris Arts. Is that accurate?
1: That's right. Yeah. I'm the executive director of Morris Arts. Yeah, I've been in this position now. This is going on my eighth year, so I started in May of 2012. Yep. And uh, and my career has started in as a uh, theater artist. Um, I was a lighting designer and stage manager from my high school years on. Cool. And, um, and then that morphed into working more on the producing side of the business. Yeah. So I took my uh, skills as a stage manager and my knowledge of production and how shows get put together. And I realized that those that combination of those skills would be really useful as a producer. Yeah. So it started with a bunch of friends who needed to raise money for a documentary film project. Cool. And we got together and did a fundraiser. We got the artist Holly Near to come and sing music for us. And uh, this is back in 1986. Cool. Um, we got the use of a theater for almost nothing back yeah. at SUNY Purchase where I went to college. And uh, we produced our first fundraiser. Nice. And, uh, and then it just kind of rolled out from there. You know, we the um did we did two more concerts in that series uh, including Pete Seeger which is pretty cool to work with him directly and uh and then i got past that point and i said well what do i want to do with you know to move this forward in a in a more urgent kind of a way yeah and someone suggested that going to grad school would be a good idea at the time so I I researched the grad schools for arts administration and particularly theater administration, which I was doing at the time. And the Yale School of Drama was calling my name, and I applied and was one of ten people selected in my class for that year. Cool. And went there for three years and had an incredible experience. Worked with amazing artists, and you know the the students I was going to school with were all many of them went on to have illustrious careers and get to see them when they appear on television and films that I go see and theater productions all the time. And I got to work with August Wilson, one of America's greatest playwrights. And that was uh, one of the highlights of my, my time there and did an internship at center stage in Baltimore, which is one of the leading regional theaters in the country. And then I graduated in 1990. Um, I got married two weeks later um, and moved to Boston and lived in Boston for a How while. old
0: are you around this time right now?
1: Uh, I was about 26, I guess. Cool. Uh, I guess I should be able to do that math.
0: So, Tom, when you say, yeah. I don't want to be presumptuous, but yeah. it was the Yale, like when, when you said you got admitted to Yale? Yeah. Like, Yale, cool.
1: Yale School of Drama is, um, so I did my undergrad at SUNY Purchase. Uh-huh. So that was... Uh, that was eighty to eighty four, and in eighty seven I was admitted to. Uh, what's to, to, what's yeah.
0: that sticker I saw you have? Kamo, Kamozo Camozo University on the back of your
1: Kalamazoo University. Kalamazoo? That's my son Alex went to Kalamazoo. Oh, okay. Kalamazoo College
0: and he and Rutgers and, uh, as well.
1: And Rutgers was my youngest son went to Rutgers. Cool man. Yeah, so those uh, my two boys are both graduated and fully launched as cool we say
0: so uh tom back me up before yeah. before before like drama and before even college you played the cello you I were telling me yes yeah. we have that comment. play the violin uh-huh. so
1: yeah we can w- have maybe a one day concerto. yeah i couldn't right now but <laughs> <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> maybe we got, in my dreams we'll, we'll
0: get our chops up a little yeah. bit um so how did that like since you were a kid you were involved in arts like what was your primary interest what'd you do like yeah that-
1: it's very interesting i th- i think um you know I was introduced to to orchestral music in in my school which just had a great program all great programs are led by some amazing music teacher you know and yeah. and Mrs. Kinnicki was the music teacher at my elementary school in Forest Hills Queens and cool. she uh, at the end of 3rd grade they came into the classroom and they introduced these instruments to us and I don't know why the cello just called me and and I got to start on a little three-quarter size cello and awesome. Mrs. Kanicki was just an amazing teacher. I think she she adapted the Suzuki methods of learning how to play. That's what I was originally trained in yeah, also. Which is just amazing. It's legit. Just like repetitive, great skill building yeah. and stuff. And and um and she also brought me into her like her world a little bit, you know so at Christmas time, she would have people over to her house, and they would sing together, and they'd play music together, yeah. and and so she invited me into this little like creative yeah. world of hers. Absolutely, that I was felt really honored to be brought into, you know, and and I continued with the cello through junior high school. Cool. So now we getting getting on in, you know, my teen years, and um, I was also deeply involved in theater. Mm. So that really became my passion. While you were well, I was still, you know, I was still taking orchestra class and still right. performing with the orchestra. But when I got involved in theater, that seemed to really hit my the, the thing I was most passionate did about. Did
0: you guys? Did you ever play for the theater? Like, did you ever play in the pit? Or did no? They ever
1: do- I I already had gone to like, you know, let's get more involved in the. You know, doing the lighting, or let's get more involved in actually the,
0: production side yeah, of it. You're really into yeah, it, yeah,
1: which I dug. And you know, we always needed musicians, yeah. And I understood some of their challenges, but yeah. I was already kind of launched into the, kind the of like it's so world.
0: like why we're so into cooking. Like you enjoy managing all those pieces.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of pieces that come together, and the the production itself is the, the sum of all those things yeah, so. and then like the magic on top of that, yeah. you know, which is great. Yeah. You know,
0: and cause it's like that creative, amazing yeah, energy. Cause is some so people fun. say,
1: you know, like people who say, I can't cook. Yeah. Right. Well, I say, just get out a recipe and follow the recipe. Yeah. You know, anyone could cook, yeah but what they're missing is the confidence yeah. that if they don't have sesame seeds in the closet, they yeah. can substitute it for something else yeah. or they do without it, yeah. just like you know, just yeah. improvise a little. Heart, bit. yeah, fun. Right? So un- until you build that confidence, yeah, you're not adding the fun. You're not adding the you know big, you know a cup of love juice in there. Or yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or whatever you know, you just yeah. you're just following the recipe, and sometimes people get caught up on that. But that's the only way I learned how to cook. Like I pulled out a recipe, I followed that's the back it. of a can, I did whatever you know, like. Make this. Okay, I'll make that. Not
0: to digress too much, but have you ever watched Master Chef? Yeah, yeah. I love that show, man. Yeah. It brings me to tears, that show, like, watching the passion that these guys oh have God. and, like, yeah, cooking absolutely. their heart out. It's amazing. And what a great idea. And, like, Gordon Ramsay and... Uh, that other, the Mexican chef that's yeah. on there and Joe with Balastresi or whatever. Right. I, I love those guys, yeah, man. They're so fun. cool.
1: I, I've learned so much from cooking shows. Yeah. You know, it's just like I've learned how to fix things in my house watching the HG, HGTV. Yeah. I just, the cooking shows, I'm like, I never thought of doing that. Exactly. Let me try that. Exactly. You know, and I'll just like, you know, just start. The, That's know,
0: one thing to... where I don't feel like I'm completely wasting my life in front of a screen. <laughs> it's like because I'm learning at the same time yeah. while there's like a little like fun drama mixed oh, into exactly. it. All in good fun. Absolutely. So you're you're uh, we took a little turn there Tom. So you're you're um, you kind of got past the cello. you were still taking uh, o- orchestra and, and, and playing playing music. Yeah. But and... you really got involved not so much in the acting side of the theater and the performance but more in the, the production side of it.
1: Right. So you know every show needs a lighting designer and uh, and a stage manager, right? Mm-hmm. And often those roles get combined, um, especially at the, the um, earlier levels, and and that's what I did, and I loved it. I loved having like the, the some of the big picture view of the production. I loved um, all the organization that was involved. I loved being able to anticipate things that might happen and plan for them. Yeah, um, and you know the the lighting part was like painting with light you know I mean that was yeah the it's really cool it? stuff so that is what really got me going creatively I in love theater. lighting ah, and you know when I when I was in high school so I continued with my theater work in high school yeah just didn't feel like I had time to- I didn't looked at my schedule and I didn't have time to fit orchestra class in my schedule any longer so I dropped it yeah and it was sad to say, well, this doesn't fit in my life, because it was something that was important to me. And about three months into the school year, I'm up in the lighting booth in the theater at the high school, and the orchestra's performing. Yeah. And I'm looking down and listening to the music and really missing playing the cello. And yeah. I came downstairs afterwards, and I talked to the music teacher. And I said, uh, I said, Miss Popowitz, I, I really enjoyed the performance. <laughs> But, uh, you know, she's like, well, what do you do? What do you play? And I said, I, I've played the cello for a long time. She's like, how come you're not in my class? Yeah. And I showed her my schedule, and I said, it just doesn't fit. And she said, what are you doing during lunch? I have an orchestra class during this oh, period. Oh, awesome. And she said, you come and take my class, you know, play in the orchestra, yeah. and I'll give you credit. You know, you actually get a grade for this. Yeah. So you don't have a lunch period. You know, you eat in the hallway on the way to the... Yeah, whatever. Grab a sandwich or whatever. And I said, that sounds great. And I did that through the rest of my high school time. And it was a really nice way to continue with the cello while I really pursued this theater passion.
0: This may make sense to you because what resonated for me with what you said was that lunch period, which sounds like, oh, you're cramming so much in. But if you're just playing, like, if I was just going to practice for an hour or something like that, that's so much more meditative and relaxing for me than just, like, doing nothing. Yeah. Like, it just, it, you like, end the cello, the vibration of that instrument. That's the other thing, too. Like, yeah. resonance, putting the instrument on your heart like that, like, how you rest yeah. right on the top of the instrument there, like I do on my guitar or even yeah. the violin. But the resonance into the chest like that is just such well, a the, beautiful the cello calibration. Was
1: also between your legs. Yeah. I mean it was like it's the whole it's thing. The whole, whole body, you're just hugging the body. Exactly. Like,
0: and and the and the resonance of that instrument, like the yeah. the frequencies that it gives off is just oh, so amazing. Especially
1: the low notes and you know, you get that really deep uh-huh. C string notes. Yeah. It was just amazing to
0: play. Yo Yo Man is like he's oh. one of my he's one of my favorite and his his um Yo-Yo Mon, for everyone listening, is a, is a famous cellist. Beautiful, beautiful. Give him a Google on Spotify or, or, or look up on Spotify or, Spotify or Google him. But just amazing. And the, the range of the cello also, because you get, can get so low, but then when you can articulate up really high in the fret like that, on the yeah. high string, it's just yeah. like...
1: I got to, uh, I, you know, when I went fast forward in my career, I ended up uh, doing a lot of work running theater companies and I ran a modern dance company for a while, the Carolyn Dorfman Dance Company here in New Jersey. And she choreographed a piece that she had a cellist she had a, she choreographed a piece that she had a cellist come you know, compose work for. Yeah. And one of the things I, I used to regret about the cello is that you really had to sit in one spot yeah and play. Yeah. You know, and I looked at other instruments that were in the marching band, for example. And I said, well, those guys got it made. You know, they can walk around with their instrument and make music while they're marching Uh along. You know, well, she took the cello and was able to play it while moving. She would cradle it under her arm. She had a little strap that went around the back. Interesting. She could play it like as part of the movement. It was extraordinary. Oh, I'd love really to see cool. that. Her name is Don Avery. Really cool cello. She's got some
0: stuff on YouTube. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, I'd it's love really to neat. check it out. Yeah.
1: So she was. Um, you know, that just opened my eyes about you know how people can adapt their instruments for yeah. things you don't expect them to do. You know.
0: So. When I was giving you the analogy of the GFI, that really resonated with you because you understand electric... Like, not only is painting with lighting, but you're, like, back it up a step, you're painting with electricity.
1: Yeah, I mean, you had to know a lot about, you know... I mean, a lot of the work that I ended up doing to survive was not being the lighting designer, but I was, like, the electrician on a show. You know, so, you you know, I would... I could rewire stuff. Yeah. I could, you know, you had to know how electricity works. Did you play
0: the soundboards and all that too, Tom? Yeah, a little bit? Yeah, a little
1: bit, you know, yeah. and uh it, it's very interesting to me, you know, to to make these tools work for us, you yeah. know, in a creative way. And it was really interesting to to see how the equipment has developed in the in the business and yeah. the kind of stuff that people are doing now. You know, I look out your window here. And you see that little reflection Isn't on the Isn't that amazing? Window. That's so, why I
0: leave it up like that. Yeah.
1: So we've got this little... Gabriel has this little river running, I guess, a stream running yeah. past the office. Right? Yeah. And he's got these windows that fold open from the bottom. And from where I'm sitting, I'm looking out, and I see this little reflection of the water wave going yeah. by. So I remember when I was back in college... I, was, I, I really loved doing lighting for dance yeah. because, you know, when you're doing theater, it's often you're trying to reproduce a realistic scene, yeah. right? So you, you study hard about where the light in the room is coming from and you want to reinforce that uh-huh. on stage. But dance gives you the ability to use like a really broad stroke with light and right. color. And I'd, I love that, you know, I love working in that medium. So uh, there was one piece that we really wanted to have this feeling of movement with the light and water, yeah. And so, this is before you could buy machines that would do this for you. Uh-huh. I took little pans of water and put a mirror under the pan of water. Oh, cool! And shot the light through, through the, the water off the mirror and then onto the back wall oh, of the beautiful. theater. And just had somebody ripple them yeah. every so often. Move the pan, yeah. and you'd see this rippling water. And I just for. Yeah just sitting here just had this image of that from and
0: and what's beautiful about that is you can paint with sound the same way like if you wanted to make a water effect it wouldn't be that much different than how to like reflect and that's what I love like mixing music I see it like mixing colors or vice versa yeah and that's like that's where the when the two mediums meet it's just magic to the soul
1: exactly
0: um Tom, did you um, did you play with any MIDI? Like, did you ever mess around with MIDI lighting and stuff like that, like for, uh, to trigger stuff?
1: Yeah, we used. The, I mean, there was the industry went through a whole series of, of MIDI and um, I'm trying to remember some of the other technology, DMX. Yeah, um, a lot of things that were, you know, you build in these these signals mm-hmm. into the digital sound right. that would turn on the fog machine exactly or, or turn on the lights to do a certain yeah. thing, and you know, there was just yeah. ways of like. Doing more with one instrument, or
0: like a that. certain frequency, adjust the uh, the intensity of the yeah, lighting. So yeah. kind of like puts a gate on it or exactly. a filter. Yeah,
1: yeah. Those, so those things are really cool. And you know, I watch with some the the you know with the introduction of LED lighting in theater now. Yeah. Like you know, the sky's the limit on what they could do. You don't. They can change colors. They can do all kinds yeah. of insane stuff with dichroic filters and amazing. It's beautiful what's happening now. If if you said Tom, go and design the lighting for this show, yeah, I would have to study like the current equipment yeah. in order to do that. For but sure. When I'm in the theater, when I go to see theater or see any kind of rock and roll show or yeah. whatever, my head is usually pointed up to the ceiling, looking at the lights and seeing what they're doing with the lighting, and you know, I, I'm I'm still very focused on that area.
0: There was this. Ban- and I think it was called a LED sound system. I don't know. Did you ever hear I don't them? Know them no. And and like I went to see them, and the music's the music's pretty cool. But yeah. it was the lights, man. It was like watching. They nice. just, I mean, like like almost seizure yeah. type. But yeah. it was like a, a spaceship on stage. It was yeah. amazing. It's really
1: cool when you know. I really appreciate a lighting designer for music that. He really gets the music, you know, and, and yeah. starts to play with it, and starts to play with the crowd, and yeah, there's you can see some things like the crowd just reacting to some of this stuff where you know they'll change the lights really quickly or they'll yeah do some effect that you don't expect or the lights will go out and pan across the audience and you're like whoa you hear the audience all go like whoa <laughs> so
0: so check this out man I this is we're like we always uncover more stuff yeah. when we talk man yeah. I'm getting so excited right now so I don't know if I told you this but but one of my goals was is to sell out the community theater in here in Marstown. Nice. And I, I called over there, spoke. Did you know Anthony from the community course, theater? Yeah. yeah. He's a great dude, Anthony's man. He scary come, you, yeah, man. he's the best. Yep. So um I spoke to Anthony and he's gonna put me in touch with the director over there. alison Lorena. Yeah, yeah, cool. And like um and just start to like I am gonna reverse engineer what it's gonna take to get in. Like and I I want like the whole night, like parking assistance. I want us to go. So what are you gonna do? What's on stage? So so what I, I, I composed the last album that I, that I put together, uh-huh. this is, we're going back five, six years ago right now. Yeah. And, um, I put together this album called Seven Chakras. And then I also had, all, I have like all my scoring music that I scored for film and TV. That's like, that's what I love to do the most. Uh-huh. Any genre. Yeah. But just like fit it to, to the feel. Right. To, what, what inspires me the most to compose, and maybe it's the, the, the same with you with light. Yeah. For me, I'm physically altering the the molecules in the room. When mm. something comes out of a speaker and you and you're sitting there, you're being hit with a frequency that's going to alter the way that you feel like right. anything else. So, uh, what amazing responsibility and what amazing power yeah. to be able to to send that to in, 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 uh, entice an emotion right. to a particular scene or to send it to entice like a healing frequency or something like that mm. moving forward. So, I wrote this. Um, I wrote this album called Seven Chakras, mm-hmm. S-E-7-E-N, Seven Chakras. And, um, and it's on Spotify and all that with my, my older music. Again, it's dated. It's like five, six years ago, but whatever. And it was um, the corresponding key signature. So if you take A, B, C, D, E, F, G, mm-hmm. right? And you take that and then it takes that and the corresponding color that matches up to that frequency. Okay. Now, there's two there's two different theories out there as to which one's which, but I went with this guy, Hermann Hemholtz. Um, it's like the theory of sound and orchestrate. Mm-hmm. I have this whole this whole book that I read on it. And basically, if you take the sound uh, 440, like a 440 frequency yep. that we tune the orchestra to, yep. and a multiple of that in the electromagnetic spectrum, 880, is red. Mm-hmm. So, and then that would be like some version... I don't know what that yeah. would be, Tom. Like a nine hundred, like you know, whatever, like the, the pink lamp, right? Uh-huh. Like as you start to get up the spectrum, the right. frequency starts to increase. Yeah, as does the frequency of the Hertz f- for our instrumentation and the different key signatures. Sure. So I wrote to like the relative major minor, and I picked I picked the key signature, and then I took the color for that, and then I had this other book for my Reiki manual, yeah, that that said what all the attributes were for each one of these quote unquote chakras. So for let's say the root chakra is red, so I did that in A major or C minor. It's relative minor, yeah. And then what I did was um, like uh, drums are the primary instrument for that. And I I'd, I'd like used the guitar, but I used it like with this like wah type pedal, so it's like the energy rising mm. through the body. So like I just played with what I would think it would look like in a visual way. Yeah. And then what I did was I, I made extended mixes of it and I DJ'd them live. And I found uh, some top yoga teachers at the time, and they still yeah. are great teachers. And I uh, did it in the city, and I did it over at this other studio over here. Sold them out. Uh huh. And uh, I mean, like, lying at the door in the city. Nice. And I used MIDI with the lighting. I rented lighting, the LED lighting, up splashed on the walls. Uh-huh. And um, so when people would go down, they would do, like, like the yantra, the meditation, um, and the, the mantra. And then the yantra is, like, the symbol that they would visualize. Mm-hmm. And then when they would come up, the room would be the different color, like, mm-hmm. splashed and mixed. And maybe I'd fade it with the other one on the MIDI. Right. And then I'd spin based on what the... What the teacher was teaching, yeah. and so now you're getting hit with the frequency of the light. You're getting hit with the frequency of the music, right. and you're doing the corresponding movements that are said to like stimulate that area of the body and rise it up. Yeah. So people were leaving like I got amazing, 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 amazing feedback yeah. from it, and asking people are asking me to do it again. Uh-huh. But I don't want to repeat the same thing as an artist. Like I just I can't go back there. I'm like right. what? I get to come up with something new, sure. man.
1: In your spare time,
0: of course, course, right? (laughs) So now, the next album gets to be a full sensory experience with Tom on the lights. Uh With Tom on the lights, yeah, (laughs) I'm saying, man, and 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 maybe on stage with the shallow moving. I'm serious, dude. Like we'll put something together. Vaughn on the drums. I got my other buddy on the, like, mix, mix up with the, uh, my, my brother-in-law, Sam, amazing singer. So, like, I'm putting together the people in my life right now yeah. to create a, mul- and I want smell, and I want to rent out the theater, sell nice. it out, and I want to give people, and like, visual, light, sound. Frequency, smell—the whole thing gets to happen. It gets to be
1: awesome. Yeah. Well, the producer and me would like to hire an actual cellist or an actual lighting. <laughs> I designer know, we're doing that now. All right. But uh, I would love to be helpful. Yeah, dude. Of but, course, <laughs> man. Of course. So, uh, but it sounds like a great idea. You know, I—I'll I, tell you my quick chakra story, Please. if you don't mind. Of course. Um. So you know, we know we have the seven chakras in mm-hmm. our body. Well, apparently the universe also has seven chakras. Okay. And one of these... I, I traveled with this dance company I just mentioned earlier to Poland cool. uh, years ago, to yeah. Krakow, Poland. Nice. And in Krakow, there's a, a famous castle called the Wawel Castle okay. in Krakow. Yeah. And Poland is a Catholic country, and you know 98% of the country is Catholic. And, yeah. And they don't believe in things like chakras. Yeah. Right? Hell no. But... Apparently, one of the universe's chakras yeah. exists on Earth, and not only on Earth, but inside the walls of the Volvo Castle. Oh, wow. So our translator, who we were with there, said, now, you guys seem like some. you might be interested in this. Cool. Would you like me to take you there? and i'm like i'm not going to pass up a chance to go like touch a yeah, shock of the universe <laughs> so i'm like yeah let's go please and so she walked us up there and we and it's inside the walls of the castle which is open to yeah. tourists you know and you you go to this one spot yeah everybody apparently knows about this but there's no like formal signage yeah. there's no cuz they don't want to admit that it exists yeah right so they're not going to say here's the chakra that we don't believe in yeah but they do have a little stanch in there and there's a little sign that says do not touch and so of course the wall is worn down from people leaning over and touching this yeah. one spot yeah and you know i looked around and made sure no one was looking and i leaned over and yeah. touched the chakra I, I didn't get a zap or anything yeah. but i could go home and say
0: I touched, I touched
1: it and said, you know, yeah. I'll look for the other six and see yeah. when I find, you know, wherever they're located. Yeah. But, uh, it was pretty neat. Awesome, a, man. It was a pretty cool part of it.
0: So that what is, it's in a castle walls? Like, yeah, give me a little like, bit more detail. So the
1: castle is like uh, the, I don't know a lot about the history of this, of the city, but it's like the, the castle of the city of Krakow. Okay, you know? cool. And it's up on a hill Yeah, and it's, you know, it's an old Renaissance city. It's beautiful. Wow. These little winding streets to get to yeah. it and then you know you're you're up go up one ramp and go up another ramp and then there's just this plain white wall yeah and this spot is the spot you know wow. i don't know who invented it or, you know who discovered it Right. who said this is a chakra why they know this I, yeah, it's hard to find the the history That's of amazing. this but it's pretty neat that it was there there's
0: um there's all these uh, i believe it's telluric or telluric these ley lines they call them that run underneath the earth mm. and then there's like energy meridians in the earth, yeah. and the grid looks like the flower of life, like the sacred geometry oh, wow. flower of life, yeah. and the pyramids are like all these different pyramids around the world, world are. are built on these like <laughs> to like it's it's, it's cool. when you start digging yeah. into that it's mind-boggling. Yeah,
1: that's cool stuff.
0: So, production at a dance company. Yep. And then how? tell Morris Arts like
1: so the lead up to Morris Arts is that you know I I lived uh after college after grad school I I lived in Boston I lived in Westchester County we moved up to Maine for a few years Mm -hmm. and then uh and then was offered a job at George Street Playhouse down in New Brunswick okay um and was there for a few years then left there and worked for this modern dance company for nine years um and left there worked for Two River Theater Company in Red Bank and then after that job, I got this job up here in, in Morristown at Morris Arts. So, you know, all of these jobs were, were running performing arts companies. Morris Arts is not a performing arts company. Right. So this was a, um, a leap, in a way, to grow, um, to have a larger impact on the work that I was doing on communities. Yeah. You know, so when I worked in one company, let's say I was at the Two River Theater Company, it's in Red Bank, New Jersey. Yeah. We would pull an audience from Red Bank and maybe some of the surrounding areas. Yeah. You know. Um, this w- and it was one organization with one vision and one mission, yeah. you know. My work with Morris Arts, we we do some of our own productions, we do some of our own projects, but we also exist to to help facilitate other organizations doing their work as well. So, you know, Morris County, when I first moved, when I first took this job, one of the things I did was figure out how big Morris County is and actually drive out to Nekong and drive up to Riverdale. big, man. Yeah, it's huge. It's a a big physical area. Yeah. And, you know, there's 39 municipalities in Morris County. So there's a lot of different um, points of view. There's a lot of different... Uh, organizations throughout the county. A lot of them are focused here in Morristown, but yep. they're spread out throughout the county. And, you know, our job is to, you know, we, we went through a um, strategic planning process at Morris Arts about six years ago, where we realized, you know, when we first were founded at 47 years ago, yeah, um, there wasn't a lot of art... And art activities happening in this area, so we that the organization was formed to bring that art to the community. We knew it was good for the community, uh-huh. so we we were going to be the bringers of that work to the community. Okay. So, decades later, yeah. you know, all these other organizations have popped up. There's a lot of activities around. You know, the arts are a real part of what's happening in in all of our communities. Uh-huh. So we realized we were no longer the bringer. And when we redid our our strategic plan and changed we changed our mission, yeah. we realized that our mission was not to bring the work but was to encourage the work to happen uh-huh. so we I like to say we used to be an arts organization now we're a community building organization uh-huh. and we say our mission is to build community through the arts yeah, so we don't have to be the maker of it right you can be the maker of it yeah we're going to help that. You know amplify r- you know fertilize the, the yeah. soil so these things can grow and happen, yeah, um, and sometimes do it ourselves, but yeah, have you do it as well and and the more the merrier yeah, the more people that are making art in our community, the healthier and happier it is yeah, and you know it's one of the reasons why we decided to sit down and do yeah. this podcast together absolutely right? is you know we're, we we want to talk about where you know that the health of a community, the wellness of a community. Meets the creativity in that community.
0: Yeah, that right? intersection. Yeah,
1: so like, here's you know, where does, where does creativity and wellness come together?
0: That was so. I was going to ask you when you said we know how good it is for the community. Yeah. What's so like?
1: What do we know? What yeah. Do we think what, we what, know? Yeah. What's
0: so good about? Yeah, it? yeah. So
1: so what I think we know is that um, when when a, a community comes together and participates in an art event. Um, People really love to feel a part of something you know you, you you don't have to be a scientist with a survey to to identify um, happy people at an art event right You see them dancing, you see them moving, you see their faces um, and this is not happening in, an, in a vacuum it's not happening in front of their television set yeah it's happening as you know as a as a community activity yeah and it's one of the things that I think is really unique to the arts is that for the most part it's it's enjoyed as a group you know i mean you have you have visual artists making a painting you can enjoy a painting sitting by yourself yeah but you know the more exciting thing to do is to go to that opening, and enjoy those paintings. Right. You know, standing next to other people that you can talk to about that painting. Right. Or, or when you're out on the on the green here in Morristown, and you're listening to a band. Yeah. That's a lot different than sitting in your, in, with your headphones on. Right. And just listening to that same music. Right. You know, you're you're grooving on other people that are around you. You're, Absolutely. You're seeing. You know that that little kids start dancing or or you watch that, you know, that older person who might, you know, roll up in a wheelchair, but, you know, start to move around and start to get into it. And, you know, you, you watch some things happen that you really, that are really amazing. So, so those are like the, um, the, uh, intangible, like feel good things about the arts that happen at these kinds of events. But there's a whole other lot, a whole other list of things. Yeah that happen to our local economy because of the arts. You know, there's, these events attract people, yeah. right? So the, uh, the Mayo Performing Arts Center has a performance some night. There are people coming from all over the place to come to that performance. Yeah. They park all over town. They pay for parking. They eat at a restaurant. Maybe they shop in a retail store. Yeah. Then they go to the theater. Yeah. You know, they're, they're spending some of their hard-earned money... To enjoy this arts event, yeah. and that money supports the local restaurants, the servers in these restaurants, yep. the the person who works in that retail store. Yeah, you know, all of these places are thriving because there's all of this in infusion, money coming yeah. into the into the community. So, yeah. you know, when we do events, uh, we we have this work that we do called creative placemaking, and it's it's the it's where government and arts and business come together. We have a perfect example of that is Meet Me in Morristown. Mm. The last edition of Meet Me in Morristown is this coming Thursday mm-hmm. um, here in, in town. And what happens is the stores stay open and do sidewalk sales, so people are w- yeah. on the streets enjoying that. Yeah. And then Morris Arts will have a whole bunch of artists who make their own artwork and, yeah. s- and sell it. As vendors on the sidewalk. Yeah. A couple of bands thrown around there. Also, people making music. And then we have a headline band at 7 o'clock who comes out and does a a, a couple of hours of music at the end of the evening. Thousands of people come into town to enjoy that. And they're not just coming to, you know, look. They're coming to spend money and support the artists that are there. Yeah. Yeah. Almost anyone who comes to do that is buying an ice cream, or sitting in a restaurant, or yeah. both. Yeah, you know that like there's like it brings some yeah. activity and some economic um, stimulus stimulus yeah. into the town. Absolutely. So we did a survey a few years ago, and this might be getting in the weeds a little bit, but we did this. Uh, we're we're a member of Americans for the Arts, which is a national organization for the arts. Um, that service organization and we did a we were part of a national survey and we surveyed arts organizations throughout Morris County and we discovered that the average arts goer spends $30.42 in addition to their ticket price when they go see an arts event so that's each person in the party yeah not counting tickets, right. are spending $30 and change yeah. each. So if you're a party of four, yeah. you're spending bucks. 120 bucks yeah. on your dinner and your whatever else, your babysitter, uh-huh. your um, dessert, You know, yeah. maybe you buy a, some merchandise at the show. Yeah. So all of that's adding up to part of your evening. Yeah. And 49% of that money is coming from outside of Morris County. So we're attracting money from away. Yeah. To come, get spent in yeah. Morris County because we have this kind of activity yeah. going on, and specifically here. in Morris. So this is the kind of these statistics. We, you know, like thirty-two million dollars of activity is generated because of the arts that are happening in wow. Morris County, and that's you know that number is probably a tip of the iceberg. Yeah, because we're only able to survey so much of it. Of course, it, you know, but the point is that it's an economic engine. Yeah, and we like to say that you know the arts are good for the soul, which we kind of all know. Yeah. But the arts are also like food on the table for people that work in the yeah. industry and people work at these businesses that that thrive because of yeah. it. And You know, it's it's a it, lot of activity. It's just like,
0: know. and it, it's like, it's super clean, right? Because it's like people are coming to have fun and like enjoy culture and communicate and do all that at the same time. So it's right. like not only is it bringing this revenue and this economic stimulus to the area, but at the same time, like, look at, look at what it's like. It's not like it's, um. Like it's a club, or it's like it's some type yeah, of thing. I mean, that... I have
1: nothing against bars. No, but, me I mean, neither. Bars, a bar does that, but it it doesn't have that same.
0: Yeah, like it's different,
1: different uh, energy, soul effect. Yeah, you know, it's
0: different energy. You're yeah. going like to to look at and 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 meet the the artists themselves. Yeah. speak with why they created a certain piece. Like,
1: right, it, it helps you interpret the world. Yeah, you know that we live in a pretty chaotic world right now. Yeah, and artists help us interpret yeah what 's happening around us, yeah. right, and so we all have reactions to it, and artists have this amazing ability to take that same input that yeah. we 're all getting and you know create art that 's going to help us see what 's happening in the world yeah you know and when I, when i 'm affected by uh, you know art that does that for me i 'm amazed that an artist was able to uh, create from nothing yeah. something that is so powerful and, and yeah. meaningful to me. But it's it's incredible to be a part of that. And, and as an audience member or in my role at Morris Arts and, and bringing some of those artists together, Yeah, I mean, that's why I, I always feel like I have the best job in town. You may have the best job <laughs> in town. But, I I mean, it, you know, I feel like the work I do has yeah. this impact yeah. that's really strong. And yeah. You know, some days when I'm out on the green and watching a a band perform, yeah. you know, and I say, well, this is work, work, work. You yeah. know, here I am at exactly. work again. And, but my work, you know, a lot goes into making of those course. things happen. But the, you know, I also get to go out and you know, participate yeah. and, and watch the magic that yeah. happens and watch... Taste the
0: nectar, man,
1: exactly.
0: of what you created, yeah. the, the, the end product. Yeah. Watch all those people walk around the green. That must be so yeah, fulfilling. Yeah, it's
1: really amazing. And, and you know, you, you get to an end of an evening, like a Meet Me in Morristown evening, yeah. and you just, you, you know, you watch the, um, the young people are just coming out who are getting ready to go out to the clubs in town or the bars in town. Yeah. You have these families that are staying out late because... Things are yeah. happening and, yeah. you know, some of these groups have never seen the other group yeah. in town before. Like, I, I literally overheard a group of, of young folks who were getting ready to go out to a bar and had just been participating in Meet Me in Morristown. And they saw yeah. these families walk by. Yeah. And I hear one say to the other, like, "I never knew there were all these kids around Morristown. Yeah, like all these young families. Yeah, you know, it's like I thought it was all like young adults, like us. Right.
0: And again, and- again, nothing like against bars or clubs or anything like that. But like when you're a family, like me, it's it's nice to be able to take the girls out or my sure. son at fourteen. Like I can't bring him to the Iron Bar or to you know wherever, but I can bring him. To Meet Me in Morristown, it's like it's a good time, you know, you can really get exposed to, like, great energy and, like, have fun.
1: Yeah, we have an artist, um, Karen Frost Olmstead, who is a mural artist who does some work for Morris Arts, and her teenage son has been coming to the last couple of events that we've done at Meet Me in Morristown, and he's doing um, a magic show performance. Yeah. And it's just incredible to watch this kid. I mean, talk about creative. Yeah this guy's making up patter talking to the crowd that forms around his table you see the absolute joy in people watching these tricks yeah or, you know that moment where a magician does something yeah. and you're like wow yeah like, how did you do
0: that The mind benders, mind benders alone like,
1: and i always say well the only answer to that is it's magic and yeah, that's what he just did dude. you know he, and it's just cool to watch so that kind of magic in air quotes you know it's, yeah. it happens all over yeah you know in events like that
0: i love when guys like do that just suspend your reality for a moment oh, man amazing. it's so cool
1: and you're like totally blown away by it yeah you know? it's really neat
0: totally so tom there's a lot of stuff that happens with uh with morris arts how you doing on time man you good
1: yeah we got about five more minutes I
0: cool think. um how do people get in like, how do people... What's coming up for Morris Arts? Yeah. And uh, at Morris Arts, how do you... Yeah, at,
1: the what? best way to tune in to us is to check out our website, to sign up on Facebook, Instagram. What's your
0: handle on Insta?
1: Uh, it is Morris Arts. Cool. At Morris Arts. And um, you can... Uh, we we have a very robust Facebook page. Yeah. Um, it's not hard to find. Yeah. And uh, we we post all of our events on Facebook. Cool. And uh, we have an email blast thing that we do as well. So if you like getting your event information that way you can sign up for her our yeah. emails um but you know we got stuff going on all the time yeah. uh, it's you know meet me Marstown's coming up next um people are looking forward to halloween time when we do our pumpkin the illumination pumpkin. yeah um that's over by the Vale mansion at that beautiful reflecting pool yeah the sunday night before halloween everybody yeah. carves their pumpkins and brings them out to the green and we put a tea light in them and light them all up at the same time yeah Everyone goes, ooh, and ah, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good story about how that started. Like, 10 years ago, Katie Dempsey, who's no longer on our staff, but we still work with, had this idea. She said, you know, this, let's just get people to bring pumpkins. and yeah. So we advertised it, and we asked people to come, and, of course, that afternoon we have this panic where, you know, is anyone going to come? Is any, you know, so we all yeah. got pumpkins and started carving them, made sure we had, like, a dozen pumpkins out there. Yeah. And just as it started to get dark these families started coming out of the woodwork, yeah. these little red wagons with the kids and the pumpkins and the wagons, and they all were converging on the reflecting pool. And we had about 75 people there yeah. that night. It was really cool. And then the next year... That freak snowstorm happened, uh-huh. so it canceled the event. The year after that was Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, so we we did the event the night before Sandy, and and we had our pop up tent outside, and people were stopping by thinking we were FEMA, yeah. giving out supplies for the storm because we had these you know neon vests yeah. on, and but we weren't. But a few hardy souls Here's came out. Here's a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this, you know, when your power goes yeah. out. But uh, and but the year after that, pent up demand, we had like. Six hundred people come out oh, to cool, Pumpkin man. Illumination, and now this year we'll probably get over twelve hundred, like we got last. That's year. That's so cool. So now we do a light parade. Um, we have uh, we have some music as live music as a part of the event. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Now it's like people expect that that's part of their yeah, season. Yeah. Like, hey, what night is Pumpkin Illumination? Yeah, well, it's going to be the Sunday night right before Halloween. Cool, man. It's, it's Mark the calendars. Valentine. Yeah.
0: Before you go, yeah, I want like first of all, I want to say huge shout out to Tara. Hey, for Tara. Ha- Tara, it's for having the vision. Tara is a member over here and has been with Summers since we first opened, one of our biggest supporters and dear friends.
1: And she's the president of the Mars Arts Board.
0: There you go, man. And um, she had the vision. She's like, you and Tom, there's so- you guys have to meet. You guys would just love each other. And uh, Tom came in, what, like th- five months ago or something, something like, like that. that? Yeah. And we hit it off. We had a great conversation and we started turning up all these ideas. Tom's gonna to start training now. He's gonna be my, the poster boy. Yeah, let's he, talk
1: about that for a minute. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead, man. What do you
0: want? To, what do you want to declare?
1: Well, I, I you know, Gabriel uh, offered that he would, you know, train me as part of this, you know, what he can do for Morris Arts. Yeah. And he said, you know, the thing I could do most for Morris Arts. Is help you get healthier That's Help right. you become more well. Yeah, and we talked about the things that I would like to, to work on yeah, uh, things like losing some weight um, getting more um, mobility um, less pain yeah. um be more prepared for sports that i like to participate in like skiing yeah um you know become more fit you know uh, add life add years to my life yeah and uh yeah. he's like yeah we could do that that's
0: right brother
1: so this morning um before we got on the podcast uh we did some work together in the room and he's stretched things that haven't been stretched in years and and uh, or I guess I should say I stretched them that's and he guided right. me through them. Yeah,
0: that's right, brother. He and, did the uh
1: work. and you know, already, you know, I, I feel like energized and uh you know, a little tingly and yeah, you know, man. and uh and I'm really just jazzed about this opportunity yeah, brother. to uh to not only talk about this stuff, but to yeah. actually live it while we're while we're talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, you know. So um, you know, I, I think we'll do updates. Yeah. On my, you know, physical progress through this thing. What are some
0: <laughs> metrics we can set? Like your neck's definitely going to be one to open that up. What yeah. else would you do?
1: I, I mean, I guess it's it's weight. all the joints, yeah. right? It's weight. I don't even know. I don't have a scale. That's how much like. Yeah. I don't pay attention to my yeah. weight, so maybe we should
0: overall yeah. check
1: out what my weight is. Yep.
0: Overall and, well-being and health.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, for me. I think it's going to be like how how do my clothes fit? Yeah. <laughs> Can I touch my toes easily? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um, you know, how do I feel the first time I go out skiing? Yeah. Um, you know, when does
0: that start? By the way,
1: I'll ski as soon as the snow hits the mountains. So what do you like think? November. Another month or two? Yeah, maybe October, November.
0: Okay, man, so we gotta get it um, in.
1: Yeah. So you know, at the very least, I'll be more stretched out and yeah. ready to go but I have a feeling like you've got more in store for me oh, than I, yeah, man. I can only imagine of course
0: so I see you know, your masterpiece Tom
1: yeah this is uh <laughs> this is this is a work in progress yeah. and uh you know it's a little scary for me to get here on you know whoever is listening out yeah. there uh, you know declaring publicly that I'm um, I'm taking these uh, steps to to feel better and yeah. look better <laughs> And you know you'll all see me walking around town, so hopefully you'll see less of me. It's my brother. You'll see less of me as I do that. Awesome, Tom. I'll be feeling better, and you know I think uh, just being around here um, at Sumas, you know, you you see the activity that's going on here, and we've talked about doing some arts events down here and getting more people to know about what's going on here because you know the the intersection of art and wellness. Yeah is happening right in this room that we're speaking in right now. You know, there's two guitars leaning up against the wall, there's a drum in the corner. You know, there's there's things that happen in this room that I haven't even heard yet. Yeah. You know, Gabriel talked earlier about, you know, composing music and all that stuff. So he's he's living this at at the intersection of this stuff. I think in a way I live at it too. You do. But, you know, I have a different emphasis on a different part of it. That's right. But, you know, this is one of the things we thought would be cool about coming together and talking about it. And we're going to also bring on guests. Yeah. So that's another thing we can look forward to in future episodes is, yeah. you know, we're going to bring some guests who may have obvious p- connections to where yeah. wellness and creativity come together. But some of them may have less obvious. That's ways. right. So we'll tease out. Some of the the areas where some of these folks might uh, have some things to talk about.
0: You're a really great speaker, man. Thanks uh, for thank articulating so that so beautifully, Tom. That really hit home, man. Thank that you. really touched.
1: I'm I'm so jazzed. I mean, you can hear yeah, me. Yeah, dude. I, you me know, too. I'm is... just my,
0: my jaws sore from smiling the whole time <laughs> you were talking. <laughs> me too. But dude, I think I think the the biggest part about it is I love spending time with you because we just like it's that intersection. So we're always talking about like how can we eat better, how what can we cook. We're talking about our recipes. We're talking about our families. We're talking about just living as men in the world right. and how can we be better men for our families in the community here yeah. and then the whole artistic side of that like where all the fun creativity ties in with being responsible financially and like running yeah. businesses and running the whole organization like you do and like stepping up yeah and uh out of that i think is the the, the last piece that you just touched on um was like we're going to create this this show, we're not sure we're going to call it yet, right? But right. it's it's going to bring on all these amazing guests, as you said, that are obvious and not so obvious. Where health and art and the creativity that intersection point,
1: yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it it will it will surprise us as much as it'll surprise all you listeners, I think, because. Yeah. We, um, this is not scripted, obviously. Right. Um, but we have a lot of ideas that have been bouncing around. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, this, this idea about cooking. Yeah. Um. You know, we're both Gabriel and I are both really passionate about cooking. Yep. We haven't yet cooked anything together. Yeah. So you know, I think that's going to be on yeah. our agenda. Well, we're cooking uh, right now, it's, bro. We're <laughs> cooking with gas, man. But uh, we want to get together and like you know make some meals together. Yeah. And, and in, you know, get to know our families a little bit yeah. and see how we're how we put together life. Yeah. And talk about it a little bit. You Dude, know, it's not like my life is any great model for anyone else. Yeah. But. I think what people might enjoy listening to is just when you have a certain point of view on life, um, maybe it's useful to hear. Like, just that when we watch... HGTV. we learn yeah. something about hammering right. you know, wood together or we watch a cooking show we get some yeah. pointers about that maybe, maybe some...
0: one of our mistakes can set, exactly. save you save you a little bit of time
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly i make a few of those
0: tom i love you it's brother. awesome man love you too thanks Great so people. much for coming yeah, on man for look here. forward to what we create Thank thanks you. everybody yeah. peace